Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Borrowing one from my friend Jeff Farina. <laughs> my name is Evan Schaefer. This is Cypher, a technology podcast. Today is March 12th, 2023. This is episode number 15. I am joined as always by Mr. Jeff Farina. Jeff, how's it going? Well, you know, I don't know how good of him. You know, in, in typical tech fashion, I'm having some some problems that are aggravating the hell out of me. But other than that, I'm doing well. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I mean, I I don't have to worry about any Bluetooth issues on my end. You're a big Bluetooth fan this morning, <laughs> I hear. <laughs> I hate Bluetooth with a passion. I always have. It's like the worst technology ever. But I'm having, we'll talk about it, but I have a new PC that I built, and I'm having Bluetooth problems with said PC, trying to get uh, just wireless anything to work with it, controllers, earbuds, so on. Yeah, I've, I've honestly, I've never been a Bluetooth fan. I just feel like the the protocol is so clunky. Like there's got to be a better way, right? It's just, there is, there is, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. We'll deal with it. (laughs) With Um, a hammer. That's the only way I can figure out how to deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. You got to keep one close by. Just throw one in one of those empty drawers in your computer desk and (laughs) for emergencies, you know? Um, Yeah. So, like I said, this is Cypher, a technology podcast. A uh, couple little housekeeping bits. Obviously, Jeff and I get together. This is week 15 of us sitting down, talking everything tech, gaming, and and really everything else in between. Uh, but just a, a couple housekeeping items to, to kind of cross off the list real quick. Um, we've started since episode 10, posting these episodes uh, audio only on YouTube. Now that I say YouTube, if, if you're on there and you want to subscribe to the channel, Please feel free. It would help us out just in terms of spreading the word. Uh, I do have plans, I think, this weekend. I want to try and make a video for that YouTube channel. Um, Mm. I've been thinking about it for a while. I just really, you know, time is not on my side. I'd like to sit down, though, if I can get maybe an hour or two and maybe get some kind of like a VR, uh, you know, racing video or something like that put together for the channel. just to kind of that would be cool yeah just to add something you know you get more than just the audio only podcast now we can get some video sprinkled in there too so i'm gonna try and i'm gonna write that down here i'm gonna try and hold myself to that see if we can make that happen today and maybe tonight we'll get a new video on that youtube channel um is that one of those things if you write down your goals they happen potentially we'll see we're gonna put that to the (laughs) test i think we'll put that to the test today um other pieces that will help us out, I uh, mentioned last week too, but just following us, if you listen on Spotify, following us there will help out a little bit. And then, of course, uh, you can find every episode all the way from episode zero uh, on our Anchor FM page, which is, uh, I think it's anchor.fm slash cyphercast. Um, so check us out and follow us there for sure. Um, Jeff, I'll mention it now. I know you're not going to be available next week to record. Uh, we'll figure that out. After. Or the week after. Okay, two-week hiatus for Mr. Farina. Um, yeah. We will figure out what we're going to do there. We're either going to get a guest in, I'll do a solo episode, not quite sure, but just want to give the uh, the listeners a heads up uh, that Jeff is going to be uh, unable to join us, but no worries, we'll, we'll keep the show rolling, I think. Um, so, I think, what do you say, do we just jump right into it? Sure, yeah, may as well. We've no got, script, I mean, it's just what we do. Yeah, we've got... um. Some changes that uh, Mr. Farina has seen over the last uh, seven days since we last recorded. And I wanted to seven talk to you a little days. bit about that. I, I'm i sensing a little bit of tech boredom. Would that be appropriate to say? 
okay. yeah i think that's appropriate to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that going around right now um i'm shocked it hasn't hit you to be honest with you yeah i'm i'm struggling man i I'm trying to hold strong. It's funny. So I think it was the last episode, episode 14, that you had sold me on the Nothing Phone. Uh, nothing Phone okay. 1. I was ready to order on Amazon. I, I had lined up two buyers for my Pixel 7. Um, <laughs> both of those. Not one, but two. Not one, but two. got to have that backup. And and honestly, they both fell through. Never heard another word on it. And uh, you showed me the phone on Monday. Uh, beautiful device. Just that glyph system on the back is so cool. It's just, I don't know. It's really that fancy, shiny kind of new tech that really nobody has implemented much like that before. Mm -hmm. um, device itself felt great. Premium feel to it. Reminded me much of the iPhone with those like kind of sharp curves around the edges and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know what it was. I went cold on it and... I guess I'm kind of glad that I did. I should stay put. I don't have reason to change, like I've mentioned before. Um, but you know what happened? So we talk a lot about the tech god speaking over the last uh, yeah. couple of days, right? So I went cold on the phone, went to bed that night, and I woke up in the morning, and I have a tiny chip in the glass on my Pixel 7. Really? Dude, no idea how it happened. My phone, it may have happened before that, but it was sitting on the nightstand. Woke up, grabbed it, you know, went about my day. And then around like nine or 10 o'clock, I'm looking. I'm like, what is that? I'm like trying to wipe it yeah. off and it wouldn't come off. It's literally, it's not even like on the display itself, but it's about as far into the top right corner as you can get without touching the, uh, the peak oh. design case. And it's just the tiniest little, it's like beneath the glass. You know what I mean? It's just the tiniest little chip. Like, How the hell did mother. that happen? I don't know. But now you know what's going to happen. It's just me being me. It's like, oh, boy. Got to get rid of this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I forgot that you uh, that you have that that sticking point when you have when you see something that's, oh, it's you know, got that problem. It's it's good as dead to you, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this thing. Yep. But you know what? I'm going to I'm going to try to just ride with it. I mean, this is what happens. And my dad, I've talked about my dad before. He suffers from the same thing. You know, like somebody will run a friggin' grocery cart into his car and he doesn't want it anymore because it's got a tiny scratch on it. <laughs> um, I want to try and ride with it just because what will happen is I'll buy a new phone and then I'll have the phone for a week and the same thing's going to happen to the new phone too. So I just need, yeah. to, just need to settle down, accept it for what it is. And uh, we've got some battle scars on this thing now. But yeah, otherwise, not to go off on that long tangent, I think this is why we're able to keep the show running in hours because I blab a lot. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's the human side of it. It right? is the human side. I've I've been able to hold strong. I haven't really changed much in the arsenal. Um, but you can't say as much, can you? I can't. <laughs> you've, you've got some explaining been... to do, my friend. <laughs> it's been a. Uh... Man, it's been a week. It's been a week. So I still, I, I actually just had to mute it because you probably heard the the nothing phone um, beep, like the deep, deep in the background. So I still have that. Um, this was actually a, a change last night. So I don't really know how much there really is to talk about just yet. But mm. um, when it comes to phones, like I, I just am extremely bored with them. And, you know, I, I was at a trip. I, I posted this in the um, Tech House Discord server. So as Evan always mentions, if you're not there, you're missing out because you're seeing kind of the insanity in real time. <laughs> um, 
I was at a Chipotle on Friday. It's funny. I, I had ordered. So you'll know this, Evan. I ordered. It's the one by the by the Burlington Mall. Yep. So when I was with you, I had a stop to make. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab lunch real quick on, on the way to my stop. So I ordered it as I was pulling out of that parking lot that I was at the building we were at together. And it was 11 a.m. pickup. So I get there and they're freaking out behind the counter. The rice machine's down. It took them another 20 minutes to make. So I was there till 20 past a lot, which whatever. I eat lunch super early for those who don't know. But as I was sitting there, I was people watching because the place everybody was waiting for their food because the entire system was down. Basically, uh, you know, you, you, you screw up the rice and you just you lose the whole operation, apparently, you know. <laughs> um, so I was people watching and I was phone watching specifically. And I saw someone using it was either a Galaxy Fold 3 or a 4 didn't have a case on it. But then I also saw a guy, this this tall older dude, uh, using a foldable I've never seen before. It was like a, a squashed one, and I remember the Pixel fold that had leaked. The guy on the train using it, like not even twelve hours prior to that. Mm. So part of me in my head was like, "Oh, is this the Pixel fold? It's right in front of me. Like it's <laughs> it's leaking right in front of me." So I walked over to the guy and I'm like, "Hey, what what phone is that?" And lo and behold, he had a British accent. He was just here on business, uh, and it was the uh, it was the Oppo or o- Oppo uh, Find N2. Um, so once he showed that to me, I spent the next you know 12 to 24 hours researching it, watching videos. Um, picture the fold. But not as it's it's wider. Like when you have it when you have it folded it's shut, it's wider, but it's shorter. Uh, and it's like that. I think on the Pixel Fold they call it the 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 passport um, aspect ratio, basically, or, uh, or dimensions. Yep. And that's pretty much what it was. It was just a, it seemed like a much more usable, uh, more square than 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 a rectangle design, basically. The thing was sweet. Uh, he didn't like the software, and he mentioned that when he came here, he had, like, since he's been here, he's only here for a little bit, he had had some problems with signal and that sort of thing. And I, I forget, I think he said he was on, like, EE or something like that, the carrier he was using. I forget what he said. Um, I was more enamored with the phone than anything, so he was, you know, roaming while he was here. But spent a lot of time researching it. Mr. Mobile uh, did a review of the phone, and he kind of said exactly what I just brought up, was that the phone's great. Uh, it has a Hasselblad camera, which is really cool. The camera seems excellent on it. Uh, some of the reviews I read, they were they were they were docking the camera, but from the photos I've seen and the video I've seen, it looks fantastic. Uh, but the issue really just becomes you're using a phone that's meant for China <clears throat> in the United States, so you you have to install the Play Store, which is easy to do. A lot of the websites that you'll import it from will do it for you. But all it really is is just go to AP, APK Pure and download the Google Play uh, APK. But it becomes a physical limitation in the sense of the bands that the phone is compatible with. So, you know, when you're using T-Mobile 5G, which you and I both do uh, through through MVNOs, that's not a problem. But if you end up in a little bit more of a, um, you know, suburban area, uh, you might have a problem. If you you drop down to to, to T-Mobile 4G, standard LTE, you may not have any sort of compatibility with the frequency that's out there at all. And for those who have been listening to this show in the um, Tech House podcast prior to that, for those listening, I've only had three sips of coffee. I've been dealing with this Bluetooth problem, so my brain still isn't fully working yet. And it's spring forward, so we lost an hour of sleep. Oh, this is true. Um, but for those who have been listening to Evan and I podcast for a while, you guys know we hike. 
And when you hike, especially here in New Hampshire, up upstate New Hampshire, uh, and even Western New Hampshire, you're in areas that don't really have the best cell phone signal or they're on, you know, a random band that you're able to pick up that would not really exist with the oppo. I'd, I would just have no signal. So that's a no go for me, especially with work, especially if you are hiking, you need, you know, you need a, a way to get in touch in case something were to happen. Um, so against my better judgment, uh, I picked up the gut, the galaxy fold four again, uh, for the second time in two weeks last night. The difference now is I'm on Google Fi before I was on Xfinity Mobile. So I just took my SIM card right out of my nothing phone and popped it in my um, my fold. So I really haven't used it too much. I just uh, it's funny. I I got home with it around eight o'clock p.m. last night. I just did all the OS updates this morning. Um, so and I picked up the, the same case I bought but didn't open last time, which is the Samsung case that has the S Pen and the stand uh, built in. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm extremely bored of slabs of glass. Uh, this is why I always try to get a tablet, and then I always just get rid of the tablet because I find that I use the phone more than anything. The sweet spot for me is a phone that is also a tablet. And when I say that, I mean like a true bigger phone not just like an iphone 14 pro max or a pixel 7 pro size I, I want something that's bigger but also smaller at the same time and that's where the foldable stuff comes into play mm -hmm. so um yeah join me on this <laughs> crazy adventure we'll see how long <laughs> this lasts for but i just i'm tired of the same you know nothing is very cool and I, I i will be making a video on that i'm still keeping the nothing phone i still use the nothing phone i love what they're doing they they just announced uh their their ear two, which is going to be coming out March twenty second, I believe. I'm using the nothing ear sticks right now to record this podcast and talk to Evan on Discord with. Um, I love what nothing is doing. I love their products. Again, I will make a video on the nothing phone. I actually showed the nothing phone to Jake Evan on Friday because Jake's mm. an, an original OnePlus guy like yourself, uh, and he thought it was pretty cool. Nice. What's Jake uh, he's, using? He's now? on a OnePlus 10 right now, because um, right. I think the 11 just came out. He's one back, but he's at every one. This is the first one that he hasn't grabbed right away uh, because he keeps breaking his phones. He keeps dropping them. He's, he's dropped like his last three phones and shattered them, which he's never done until like the last two or three years. So he's like, I want to buy the new one, but I don't want to break it. So I'm just going to stick with this one right now, which has a crack down the center of it yep. from being dropped. <laughs> um so, yeah, I, again, to go back, I like I love what nothing is doing. I'm still going to be keeping the nothing phone, using the nothing, nothing phone, and I will make a video on that. Um, I'm going to make a video potentially on the ear sticks, too, just comparing them to the Pixel Buds Pro. We'll see. But for the daily driver uh, and for some of the things that I have coming up in the next few weeks that are pulling me away from the podcast, um, the fold is where I will be going. Nice. So tell me a little bit, because it's been a while. I know I watched the video um probably back when it released, but uh, I'm a huge fan of Michael Fisher's YouTube content. I think he's hands down, in my opinion, and I don't watch a lot of them, but he's probably hands down like my most trusted phone reviewer. I feel like when I watch his stuff, I'm getting like a true picture of what you're getting with a, a new piece mm -hmm. of hardware when it releases. Uh, what were his thoughts on the Oppo Find N2 uh, going back to that? Because I think... Looking at that phone, to me, it is that perfect size, aspect ratio, and thickness, right? Like, it's not too thick. It's uh, kind of a 
uh, got a bigger front display, so it's not as uh, small as the Galaxy Fold. Um, what were his thoughts overall on that phone? Yeah, he liked it. He So he used it around the holidays. So the video is a couple of months old. He used it for, I think he said it was a two-week stint over three states, I think is the way he phrased it. And he showed it on Google Maps. He went from, you know, uh, Brooklyn, which is, I believe, where he lives now. I think he's in Brooklyn, to Florida, to somewhere else. Um, took a lot of pictures, took a lot of video. The video the video samples he showed were fantastic. Uh, the photo sample sh- samples he showed were also fantastic. Again, other reviewers have, have docked the camera. He didn't. He's also a pretty good photographer, so that could have something to do with it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, his biggest quirks were that there's no wireless charging. Uh, and I think they did that because they that was one of the ways they thinned the phone out. Uh, and also, there's no water resistance, which he pointed out, too. Uh, or IP68 rating, I should say. Not water resistance, but IP68. Mm-hmm. Um, so that those were his biggest drawbacks. And then also, again, the whole... You know, United States, it's not meant for this market kind of thing. He he said, you know, with with workarounds, and it's been working great for a few weeks for him with those workarounds, but it's just not meant for this market. Uh, he was using it on T-Mobile. There was a T-Mobile, um, you know, shortcut there and that sort of thing. So it all worked for him. Um, you know, and, and that branched off into me watching. There's an Honor Fold, too. I forget what it's called off the top of my head. Honor is a, is a subsidiary of Huawei. Okay. Um, and he liked, he liked that the device too, but he hated the software and he showed why he hated the software and it was unfinished basically and meant for kids in a sense. Uh, honor is like Huawei, but they're trying to make it. So it's, you know, Huawei's not allowed in the United States. You, you can't import, you can import those devices, but they, you're not supposed to be able to, okay. um, and Google play services can't be installed on those devices either. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's kind of a DOA set up, you know what I mean? But honor is their way of getting around that and also appealing to the younger market. And it's his points where they went too young with like the cartoons in the settings and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, he, he liked the oppo. It's just, we need a, a U.S. variant basically. Right. Yeah. Difficult to, to run as a daily driver in the States with the limitation on the bands and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just then you end up in some of those, and I said suburban, I meant rural, areas if you end up in the woods good luck yep you know yep um and yeah i I, like i said before i definitely trust his word but also pairing that with the fact that he dailies the z fold 4 right that's his yes uh phone of choice and 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 you said the fold um the flip i mean the flip right so he's he's big in on those he's He's been a fan of them and has been daily driving them probably since the full three or maybe even prior. I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I'm excited to hear what you think about the fold four again. I know it it is like the tech boredom strikes and when it strikes, it strikes hard. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be good. Like this will be a phone that could potentially bridge the gap until I mean, maybe until Google I.O. and we learn a little bit about their foldable. Um, funny with that story about running into somebody and thinking that it's, uh, potentially like a pre-release or, you know, oh, does he have it? <laughs> We've all had that happen, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought I was getting like a, a sweet, uh, you know, treat like back in the day, but no, that was, that was not the case. So That's funny. all good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in a similar spot where it's like, I've got a little bit of the tech boredom and I wouldn't be opposed. Like if I could find one of those phones that was a good fit for me that would work well in the States. And maybe I could grab like a foldable that could be imported. That's not like your typical 
you know, Samsung, Google, or Apple phone, um, I might go for it. I don't know. I'm, I am like in the same boat where it's like, I want something exciting. It's just, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to disrupt the, the setup too much. Um, it would really have to be like the perfect device that would fit my use case. And then also that I could sit down and say, yeah, I can use this thing for three months, six months, a year plus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So exciting stuff. We'll obviously we'll check in with you. Um, when you return to the show, see if you still have the phone, what your thoughts are, uh, that kind of stuff. But I'm glad you, you got it all set up without issue this time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest thing is I never actually got to try the fold. I, I never even activated it. I mean, yeah. I, I logged in and installed my software, but I never used it outside the home. So, uh, I'm excited to do it this time, I guess is the best way to put it. Nice. Definitely. Good. Um, so let's move on to a topic two. Let's talk games a little bit. Uh, this is the, yeah. the, the, the segment on the show where we lose Joe. Joe's not a big gaming guy, so he's going to turn the volume down. On this. <laughs> uh, sorry, Joe. Um, but no, I want to talk games a little bit because obviously you and I have uh, deep roots with games mm-hmm. and we've kind of had a little bit of a resurgence over the last, we'll say the last, uh, well, maybe since the beginning of the year. How's that? Like talking about the Steam Deck, obviously. And and since yeah. then, you had dipped your toes into the PlayStation ecosystem, picked up a PS5, PSVR 2. Um, and since then, you've kind of done some more. So where... Where are you at as of today, March 12th? Yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's kind of been like the um, descent into insanity. So the (laughs) PS5 is um, hard reset. I need to I need to box it up after the show. The PSVR 2 has been returned. Um, That was delivered. So I'm just waiting for the credit back from Sony on that one. so yeah, the the PlayStation experiment is over. I'm so um, sad, and dude. I knew this day was coming, <laughs> but I I was holding out hope. Yeah, we didn't think it was only going to be three weeks or whatever it was, but it, <laughs> it, it's partly your fault because we had we started, you know, in the PSVR two. Honestly, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The PS five is equally fantastic. They they're great. It's great hardware. It's a great ecosystem. It's a great system. It's a great platform. All that stuff. What happened in the background was that you and I started talking about PC VR and how we've both had it previously. Uh, you had you had the Vive, right? Yeah. So you had like the OG top of the line. Mm. So you had the Vive. I had the Oculus Rift S. And uh, I, I had put a good amount of time into mine. I played Alex. I played Arizona Sunshine. I played some Rec Room. I played... Is it Boneworks? I always remember, forget the name. Boneworks? Yeah. Yep, Boneworks. Yeah, so Boneworks. Um, what else did I play? There were a couple other games I played too. I can't remember off the top of my head. But needless to say, you know, one of the themes in our lives is how we always joke about our Steam accounts. We kind of did last week about, you know, how our accounts are old enough to, um, vote. to buy cigarettes and vote. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I was playing Counter-Strike last night and a kid, a kid on my team was like, dude, your Steam account's older than me. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it was just pretty funny, and he put it in the general chat. So he started he started being toxic toward the other team, and the other team was like, "Jeff, control your son, will you?" Like, because he, he like he let the entire game know that my Steam account was older than he was. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, needless to say, 
we have, I have eight, you know, I think we both have around 800 games on steam and, um, you know, looking back at themes in my life over the course of my life, I always gravitate back to PC gaming as a kid. There's obvious limitations from a funding standpoint, but we always found a way to make it happen. Mm-hmm. You just shovel a ton of driveways if you have to, you know, whatever it might be. It's funny. We used to like, we started off upgrading our pre-built like Dell PCs back in the day with like <laughs> just a graphics card and then an extra stick of RAM just to play games like um, like the original Half-Life and like Jedi Outcast and that sort of thing. Yep. Um, but anyway, where we, where we were going with that was we started with talking about PSVR 2 and then Pavlov and how on PC, on PC VR, there's a lot, the modding community is massive. People have modified that game. I mean, you've now played it so you can talk better about it, but the videos that we saw were people playing full-out Counter-Strike maps on Pavlov on PC VR, playing Call of Duty maps on Pavlov on PC VR. Now, you've played that and you've seen like different scenarios and game types even, right? Like almost like a GoldenEye type setup or was that when you said facilities, is that just the way my, my brain's wired to go now? Yeah, yeah. I saw a video. That was a video on YouTube that somebody was playing on facilities and it's literally the map from GoldenEye, which is pretty cool. See, and that's what the PC allows you to do from a modding standpoint. Um, so that conversation is kind of what was like, you know what? What, what what made me think, you know what, it's it's time to go back to PC. I haven't had a PC now in a full-out built built PC in like 18 months, I want to say. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say the last time you did it was for Cyberpunk, right? Yeah, it was when you, you got me the 6700 XT. Oh, yeah. Or 6800 <laughs> XT. That was 2020, I believe. Still don't know how we made that happen, but we did. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I can go into what I built. I don't know if you want to do that now or if you want to talk about kind of your end of this before I go into that. Yeah, no, give us a rundown on what you what you put in this thing. All right, so I built a um, end-all, be-all for me, basically. Um, <clears throat> on the personal level, my, my wife and I are going to be, hopefully with our fingers crossed, start, you know, looking to start a family toward the end of the year this year. And it was kind of like, this is my last chance. I have this like weird roadblock in my brain that my life's over once we start having kids i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this is my last chance to build the pc of my dreams that i've always mm. wanted so i went all out um so what i'm running is um against my better judgment and, and decision we were just talking about it before the show it's an asus um strix z790e motherboard I, I wanted to go gigabyte but they didn't have any in stock at, at micro center and for those who don't have never been to a micro center i highly 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 recommend you go to one if you don't have one near you i'm sorry they are expanding they're adding three more branches but um it's the mecca it's the it's the coolest store ever it's funny because the one near us in cambridge massachusetts is kind of a dump but it has everything everything you need including balls garana the old the 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 original energy drink um (laughs) so yeah an asus motherboard i'm running 32 gigs of ram I was going to go 64, but the thing is, this is DDR5 RAM, uh, and I'm running it at, uh, I think, 6,000 megahertz, so I don't really need 64. The RAM is insanely fast. Um, Let's see. What else do I have in here? I have an Intel um, i9. It's a 13900K, so top-of-the-line Intel processor. I guess there's a KF technically above that, but uh, that's more for, like, workstation and, and, you know, creativity, video production, that sort of thing. Mm. 
Um, and then I'm also running a MSI Supreme X 4090. So the best graphics card you can buy at the moment. Um, and that's all rounded up in a Lian Lee OX11 Dynamic Evo XL case. It's funny, when I was showing Jake my nothing phone, I told him about the PC. He's like, dude, you gave me your Lian Lee O11 Dynamic two years yeah. ago when you yep. got rid of your PC. He's like, I would have just given it back to you. <laughs> and it's not the same case. It is a little different. And I'm glad I actually picked this one up because it was a little bit easier for me to install everything in. It's about an inch and a half wider. So it fits the fans because I have... I have um, six fans on the intake side of things, like on the pull configuration. So I have three on the bottom, three on the side. My radiator is top mounted, and that's also in pull from inside the case. So that's exhausting. Mm. And then I have uh, a final fan on the back side of the motherboard, which basically pulls the heat off of, um, you know, the 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 RAM and that sort of thing. So I have a total of ten fans in this case, nice. and it is dead silent if you're hearing any sort of thing in the background that's actually my air purifier which is about 12 feet away from me this this pc is dead silent uh i was running i was telling you evan i was running horizon uh which is a, a playstation port to steam uh at 4k ultra like completely everything maxed out uh getting 144 hertz because that's what this monitor tops out at and pc was dead silent i couldn't hear it wow Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a sight to behold, man. I mean, first of all, congrats on building the PC of your dreams. That's Thank like, you. Um, it sounds like just a beast. And the fact that you can play a game like that, Horizon, I, I, I haven't heard a whole lot on the PC side. I'm sure it's well optimized, but just it's rare that you can find a rig that's going to run that game at 4K, everything maxed out and being at the peak of, of what your monitor can hit for a refresh rate. Um, yeah, that's pretty impressive. And the fact that it's silent is, uh, it's like the cherry on top. That's cool. Yeah. And that's always been a thing that's bothered me. I, I hate the noise of a, of a PC. That's why I've always had the max in the background mm-hmm. because they're, they are silent. You know, that's why I love GeForce now. Cause I'm playing on a MacBook pro or a Mac studio. That's dead silent. Yeah. Um, it's this weird quirk I have. I just hate the noise, but, um, the missing piece of this now is the PC VR, which I'm going to be doing um, in the next two weeks, let's say. Nice. Yeah, we can talk and a now, little bit. On your end, yeah, because you've jumped into this. So this is this has been a simultaneous uh, jumping off for both of us, one way or another. And this is where I'm very curious about how your setup is, how I should get mine set up, what you recommend, what you've been playing, that sort of thing. Yeah, so I ended up... Joe, if you're still listening, hang in there. Yeah, this hang in there, Joe. <laughs> hang in there for about another half hour, right? Um, <laughs> so I ended up picking up a MetaQuest 2. Um, I talked to you after we grabbed the PSVR 2 that I was shopping for these. I was kind of interested in, you know, once you're in VR, it's like, wow, this is so much fun. Like, I really missed that sensation of, like, being in the game and kind of did what you were doing where it was like I was starting to think about all the games that I have in my Steam library that are either VR compatible through like, you know, a, a software update or through mods, that kind of stuff and kind of get the wheels turning. And what I was looking for is kind of a secondary headset to complement the PSVR 2 because I do do the bulk of my gaming on PlayStation. 
I wanted to have a mm-hmm. secondary headset that maybe wasn't top of the line, but could still get me in there um, without breaking the bank. I know uh, I want to, I don't want to call them meta. Can I just call them Oculus? I hate meta. So yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I know that Oculus has like the, I believe they just call it like the, <laughs> it's probably called the meta pro, but meta quest pro, whatever it is. The pro version of their headset just got a price reduction from $1499 to $999. So they shaved $500 off the price, which is a pretty steep discount. But in watching video reviews and kind of reading some of the tech specs and stuff like that, it really did seem like it was kind of more geared towards like an enterprise level use case where, you know, you're collaborating with people, you set up meeting workspaces and stuff like that. Now, don't get me wrong. The tech behind this thing is very impressive. It is probably Mm -hmm. one of the top of the line VR headsets that you can buy. But do I really want to spend a thousand dollars on a headset when I just got the PSVR 2 and I'm really enjoying it? I don't think it's going to be like that, that big of a jump that it's going to justify spending a thousand dollars. So that would remain, yeah, that would remain my, my primary headset. But in picking up a secondary headset, I got the Quest 2. Um, it was three ninety nine. Basically, which is that's new, right? The the price has dropped, correct yes. or no? Yeah, and I was actually okay. wrong. I think that it was. I said it was like four thirty before. I think it was actually they bumped it to four ninety nine, so it got a hundred dollar price drop. It's pretty good. Yeah, so not bad. So I ended up grabbing Best Buy had one in stock. Grabbed the last one. Um, Basically, I've been kind of tinkering with it. I haven't really been able to pour a whole bunch of time into it, and and I'll kind of explain the why. So the difference that I'm realizing right now between PSVR and PC VR is the jump in and play aspect on PlayStation is just far superior to doing any kind of PC VR. So... Yeah. What I mean by that is I can throw the headset on in PlayStation and whatever game I'm going to play, I know it's going to work. I don't have to tweak anything, you know, so on and so forth. What I'm finding with the Quest is certain games will work. There are certain times where I have to use Steam VR. There's certain times where I have to use mm-hmm. something called, uh, I believe it's just called Remote Desktop. Um, What's some, re- is Remote Desktop through Steam? No, so that's actually through um the oculus so through their store um i ended up it's a 20 dollar app that it's funny a lot of the reviews when you jump in and you read um reviews of the different games and software that they offer usually the top comment will have like a bunch of likes and it includes a discount code because people get referral bonuses when they sell you know when they when they're selling apps to other people basically so you'll find like a random user will be like hey this is the best game I've ever played. Use my discount code for 25% off. You know what I mean? So I found yeah. one of those and got the app for 15 bucks. And um, I'm just confirming real quick that it is in fact called remote desktop. I'm just trying to find it fast, but basically I was using steam VR. I had stripped down the Oculus and kind of um, installed steam VR so that like when I booted it up, it just brought me to steam VR home I could play all my Steam games right through there, but I found that certain games wouldn't work. So, like, I bought Super Hot VR, wouldn't launch. Like, it would open, but it would be a black screen. I could hear it, but couldn't see anything. Um, the app that I got through the Oculus Store is actually called Virtual Desktop. When you use Virtual Desktop, it works. So, it's just kind of like that kind of quirky little thing that you got to kind of find uh, the right path to, to certain games. But, uh, 
you know, basically what I'm finding is uh, this is kind of a gateway to the PC games that I've missed playing. But I'm spending a ton of time tweaking <laughs> and doing all that stuff. It's, it's tough to kind of jump in and play. Um, I think I may be able to get things to a point where I can just hop in and play. But it's going to take a little bit to get there. And with my limited time, it's just it's a struggle sometimes. Um, what I will say, the headset itself, when I first put it on, uh, very impressed with it. Overall, build quality, comfort, the controllers, um, everything about it is just, it's it feels solid. Like what you're getting for $399, I feel like it's actually pretty impressive. Um, being $100 cheaper than the PSVR 2, I do think that there is a gap between the two. Like I, I feel like the PSVR 2 is superior, but... With that being said, I don't think that you're going to put on the quest and feel disappointed in any way whatsoever. If that makes sense. So okay. there is there and is a Oh, go ahead. No, that's a that's a good uh it's this isn't hyperbole in a sense because you have both the PSVR2 and this. Right. Right. And so it's real time. Real time. And and my thought on it, Jeff, is like the way that we're both wired where it's like, well, you know, there's a better one out there. I got to get the better one. And, you know, we're willing to spend another $600 to say that we have the best experience. Um, if you were happy and I'm, I'm thinking of you here when you were playing PSVR with Pavlov, if you were happy with the PSVR and now you no longer have access to that, but you were to pick up the Quest 2 and put it on, I think you would also be happy with the Quest 2, 100%. Okay. It doesn't feel okay. like an inferior product, basically, is what I'm getting at. Um so what I ended up doing was I did jump on Amazon uh, just because I'm crazy. I ended up buying a different head strap for the Oculus. I ended up buying a stand for the controllers and everything um, and a different kind of face shield that's a bit more comfortable. And that really just makes it feel even better. Um, and I recommend going that route for anybody that's looking because the Oculus accessories are much more expensive. Uh, when you go with the third party, like I think, the stuff that I bought was called like Kiwi. It's a Kiwi head strap and a Kiwi face mask. Like um, the quality's there and they feel excellent and you're not going to break the bank having just bought a $400 headset. Um, and these are on Amazon? These are on Amazon, yes. So um, yeah, I jumped into Pavlov. was one of the first ones that I tried. Um, like you said, custom games. Very weird. Like I jumped in having never played before on PC. I jump in and I'm like, all right, I know what I got to do. I tweak my settings, you know, try to match what I had played on PlayStation. Jump into just a random lobby that had a bunch of players. And I'm in a map that I've never seen. It was like a facility. <laughs> I look down at my chest just because I'm trying to say, oh, do I have the bomb? Oh, no, there's like an access card that's like on my chest, right? <laughs> and some guy walks up to me. He's like, oh, you're a scientist. I'm like, I am, <laughs> you know, like what? Uh, he's like, here, follow me. And it's like one of those games where it's, uh, it's not like a role playing type thing, but it's like everybody has a role on the team. So like you've got scientists, guards, there are inmates. Um, and there's just like a bunch of people running around and it kind of felt like a team based thing, but you can kind of feel where I was just like very lost. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what the objective was. It was basically just a, a ground-up, custom-made game where there is an objective. I couldn't tell you what it was. Uh, but I'm in there. 
I'm a scientist. I got an access card. I'm like waving it out a door, trying to open the door. Door opens. I'm like, oh, cool. And everybody starts running through the door behind me. So everybody keeps kind of plowing forward. I find a guard. The guard would have been like on my team, but I just pulled out my pistol and shot him in the head. So the guy comes up to me. He's like, did you, did you just kill the guard? Why, why'd you kill the guard? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, all right, well, you're really not supposed to do that, but I'm not going to say anything. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like one of those weird, like I couldn't quite just figure out what the hell the objective was. So there's all kinds of, long story longer, there's all kinds of games, custom games like that, different lobbies, different maps, like you mentioned, the Counter-Strike maps. Um, there's something on there called Escape from Pavlov, which is a play on Escape from Tarkov. And I would assume that that is also a custom game. Probably you jump, I haven't tried it yet, but. I'd imagine you jump in there is probably like a currency system and all this kind of stuff. So it's basically lots of that. And it was difficult for me. Like I actually couldn't find a game that I could jump into that would match what we were doing on PlayStation just so I could compare apples to apples. I couldn't find it just because there was so much custom stuff going on. Um, yeah. So I was a little bummed about that. There are ways around it. The one thing that I'll say that was actually very cool. So I know you would be just all about playing on the counter-strike maps um i jumped into nuketown 2025 uh just in like a free-for-all and i was like wow this is like actually very strange running around a call of duty map that i've probably spent hours playing on on a flat screen um yeah so that was kind of cool um the way around like these custom games i think would be for you and i to set up like we have on playstation just set up our own game. If there's a certain you know game type or map that we want to run, it'll fill with bots and then slowly people trickle in. But I would say that it appears on the PC version that the player counts uh, in terms of like how many players are cramming into a single game are much higher. I saw 24 uh, players in a single game. Um, I don't know what the max is on PlayStation. Do you think that's a technical limitation? Like exactly what you're just about to say, like on Battlefield, for example, Mm -hmm. right on PC, you can have 100 games of 128 players. On console, it's like 64. 100%. Yep, 100%. So yeah, I think that will be fun to play. Um, I just... uh, I need to spend more time with it. Like I know I sound like I'm kind of on the fence, kind of teeter-tottering about it, but... I do need to spend more time with it. Like I plan actually after the podcast to try and I got to run out, grab groceries, but I'm going to shoot downstairs and just mess with it more because um, a lot of my time spent with it so far really has been like tweaking and tinkering and trying to get stuff just to work. But I think it's in mm-hmm. a, it's at a point now where I kind of got it going. Um, the way that I've been playing is through either Oculus or through that virtual desktop. They both offer like a wireless VR um connection to your pc so you can basically play cable free uh which is kind of cool um performance for me has been i would say like 98 percent solid you do have those couple points where you might have some artifacting or hitches here and there um but i would say that the technology is there if you have a capable wireless router which i know you do on your side um really no issues with with that on my side i do have another high bandwidth cable coming from Amazon today that I can hook up through USB-C just to have like that wired connection. Um, How long is that cable? Uh, it's 16.4 feet <laughs> to be okay. exact. Which I, Do you know how long the PSVR 2 cable is? Um, You know what? It's it's similar in length, but it's slightly shorter. I think it was like 10 or 12 feet. Um, 
I'm going to Google it, it right now as yep. we speak. It's uh, 4.5 meters long. So 14 oh, and a half-ish feet. You know what? Yeah, I think, what did I say? 16.4. I think they're actually both 14.7. I feel like that's like a standard. Um, it must be. Yeah, because every cable but it's I was a high bandwidth up, cable. Yeah, exactly. Every cable I was okay. looking up was the same length, unless you went shorter. But obviously, you want to try and get okay. the longest cable you can. Um, oh, no, this one is 16. Can you send feet. me that link when able for that, for that cable? Yep. Um, drop it in the Discord for you right now. So, um, Sweet. What else did I do with this thing? Uh, I did mess around with some mods. Last night, I jumped into City 17. Half-Life 2 has a free VR mod if you own the game. Uh, dude, like, just <laughs> wacky. Just being in that world is so, you know, like, walking up to the Combine and they pull out, like, their, uh, you know, their their electrified stick or whatever, ready to whack you with it. It's like... Oh, yeah, the batons. Yes, yeah. the baton. It's... uh. It's a strange sensation, but it's awesome. I I heard that. So there are all kinds of videos on YouTube. I've heard that um, this VR experience feels like it's something that Valve had put together and released. It's so polished. So good. Um, yeah, I'm kind of excited to mess around with that. I just recently, like I said to you, I just recently beat Half Life Two, so I'm not looking to run through that whole game again. But I will say, I've never actually played through or beaten the first Half Life. Uh, which is probably crazy to some people, but they also have a VR mod available for that. And then um, I believe the VR mod for episode one is actually releasing in March. So I should be able to jump in and, and play that pretty soon, which is exciting. Um, another one that I, I don't think I've completed that, but I, I'd have to check. Um, yeah, I mean, you want to induce some VR motion sickness, put run that Half-Life 1 mod and turn on Noclip. Let me know how that oh, goes geez. for you. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> to write that down too um so uh yeah overall i mean i i am happy with it i'm just trying to figure out like how it's gonna fit into the setup um i'm i don't know i i guess i am kind of sounding like i'm torn or teeter-tottering the playstation vr is phenomenal they really set the bar high with it obviously the quest 2 came out years ago so it's talking a pretty big gap in in releases but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I want to keep it. I need access. I don't need, but I, I would like to have access to the PC VR side. Um, there's just a lot there. And especially like we were talking about with Pavlov and, and everything else, the modding community is large and there's just much more that you can do than being behind bars with, you know, the Sony stuff. You can, you're kind of at the mercy of whatever they release or whatever the devs update, um, so that's kind of where we're at. I know it was really just kind of like jumbled and scrambled thoughts, but um, I am enjoying it so far. The the built-in, one thing I forgot to say, they have built-in speakers towards the front of the headset. They actually sound really good um, hmm. for what they are. It's kind of open air, um, you know, like you can hear everything around you, but the quality on those speakers is actually pretty decent. Um I haven't actually even looked to see where they are, but it sounds like it's kind of just as the band comes off the headset, the front of the headset, the speakers are up in the front somewhere and uh, they hit your ears just perfectly. And uh, yeah, it's, it's passable. Like, I don't feel like I need to wear a headset. I haven't, I'm, I think there might be even a three and a half mil jack on the, uh, the quest Two itself, but I haven't used it at all just because I don't feel the need. Um, it's, yeah. I'm curious about that. If there is a jack, because like for a game like Pavlov would be, I'm curious to see what the difference is as far as hearing footsteps go. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, that's key. Like in Counter-Strike, sound cues are absolutely necessary. Oh, 100%. Yep. Um, yeah, it looks like it does support 3.5 mil connection. I Looks like they've got a jack built into it. If not, you could always go USB-C off the uh, off the headset to an adapter if you had one. But I'm pretty sure that there's a jack. I just haven't gone looking for it yet. Um, what else was I going to say? The, the other thing that I kind of need to figure out. So the stand that I bought, it's a charging stand for the headset and the controllers. Headset battery life's about two hours, which is probably perfect for me. I don't see myself ever yeah. really playing more than two hours at a time. You can buy batteries for them or if you have a portable battery bank that you want to tuck in your back pocket while you're playing you can always connect the headset and charge while you play um but uh the charging stand that i got it's got one of those little USB-C little magnetic things that you actually plug into the port on the side of the headset so that when you lay it into the charger it magnetically connects and start uh, to charge um my only issue there is that it's kind of difficult to get out and I don't want to have to go like putting it in and taking it out if I'm using the wired connection to the PC. Mm. So something to consider there. Um, you could always just plug into the back of the charging stand. There's a USB slot. You could always just plug in a standard USB to USB-C cable and just plug in the headset rather than having the nice magnetic connection. Um, so you have options there. But overall, I think if you were to get it, you would be happy with it. Um, I, again, I really, I've had it for a couple days now or a few days that I've even been able to mess with it. I probably have less than, I would say less than like three hours in the headset, but I really, I need to sit down today and just dig into it a little bit more to, uh, familiarize myself, get comfortable, get some stuff set up so that I can finally get to the point where I can play some games. Yeah. Games that are a good comparison. I mean, do you plan on playing any sort of racing game on there? Yeah, that was probably like one of the main motivators. Um, just this morning, uh, I got up a little bit later just because of the time change, but I went downstairs this morning and booted up um, the new Assetto Corsa game. And again, talking about like the tweaks and adjustments and stuff like that, uh, the game looks absolutely terrible um, just by <laughs> default when you when you jump okay. into the headset. The game itself is gorgeous on a flat screen, but on the headset, it looks real bad. You have to adjust like the render resolution and change some of the settings and stuff like that. But this is where you have to find that balance, because if you're pushing on my machine, you wouldn't have this issue. But on my machine, I'm running on a laptop. I'm dealing with thermal throttling, stuff like that. Um, if I push it too hard, I'm going to have frame drops. You don't or, or, or you know, a reduced frame rate. You don't want to have that in VR just because it's either going to make you sick. It's going to take you out of the immersion, um, just lead to kind of like a poor overall experience. So you got to find the balance of the quality settings. You have to increase the render resolution on the VR side to kind of have those textures look a little bit better. Because right now it's it's so like you can see the polygons. It just it looks real bad. You can't like stuff that's even pretty close to you. You look at it and you almost can't read text, can't make out what it what it is that you're even looking at um so again that's where the you know plug in and play of the psvr is nice but once i change the settings that need to be changed and get it to where it needs to be that's going to be a non-issue you know it's just it's just a matter of figuring out how to how to make it work how to get those settings just right and that's kind of one of the things that psvr 
has as far as an advantage goes over PC VR is everything you just mentioned. You don't have to do that. You just mm-hmm. plug it in, put it on, and you're playing. Yeah. There's no tweaking that has to happen or anything along those lines. Yeah, and I don't really know, like, I don't know what's going to happen here. I, I, I want access. You can tell I'm torn. I'm, like, really thinking about what I want to say here. But, like, I want access to these PC VR games. I think this is a great entry point for somebody who doesn't have a headset right now. So, like, this would be perfect for you because you don't have PSVR anymore. Um, yeah. I just, for what I want to play and stuff like that, like, I want to be in VR. If I can get it to a point where it's working, I'm good. I'm going to keep it for sure. I want to have access to sim racing in VR mm-hmm. with the rig uh, wirelessly would be awesome. Um, but it may be that case that I'm looking at where it's like, exactly what we talked about last week where it's like oh man i love the psvr 2 so much i need to get another headset so i can really just like maximize on my time in vr (laughs) and now i've got it and it's like okay like it's cool i just don't know yet you know i'm trying to figure that piece out um so that's where i'm a little lost i'm going back and forth but we'll see where it goes what i did last night actually so um i I've been messing with the sim racing in VR. I did a little bit of Richard Burns Rally, which is good. I found out I'm freaking horrible at that game. Um, but uh, if this VR thing, whether it does or doesn't work out, because every racing game doesn't have VR support, and some of them, if it's kind of hacked in there, it doesn't work all that great. Um, my mom had a curved 55-inch Samsung TV that oh. it wasn't quite like on its way out, but... Um, she did note that there were like a couple of white dots on the screen, which could be a couple issues either related to like, um, you know, dead pixels or uh, like the backlighting of the display. I've heard issues with these yeah. where like some of the glue releases and, you know, just you get these white spots. My sister was given this TV. Now, keep in mind, she's not like a tech nut like we are, but she was given this TV like six months ago. and It's been sitting in her basement and in her living room. She's got like a 40 inch 720p Toshiba <laughs> like hunk of crap. And when I go over there, I'm just like, you are killing me, Smalls. Like, can we please correct this? This is unacceptable. Um, so I finally asked her last night. I was like, hey, what's the deal with mom's TV? Like, can I just take that off your hands? So I took it last night. I was like, nice. I can totally use this for my racing rig. So uh, it's actually still sitting in the car right now. I got to go and wrestle it out after the show. But. I'm going to set that TV up in front of the rig and try a set of course on a flat screen curved kind of like get up in there. Like I'm going to be sitting on top of this TV basically, but um, that's going to be another thing that I try out and I really just need to figure out what I want to do <laughs> between VR and, and mm-hmm. expanding on that rig. Yeah. There's so much to, um, <clears throat> to pick apart with it. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's uh for you and I, it's kind of a blessing and a curse because there's just so many possibilities yeah. on the PC side of things. You know, like you just said, you've gone from in one conversation, you've gone from PC VR to now using a, a curved screen mm-hmm. <laughs> with the same, which I guess you could have done on the PlayStation, but um, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. And thankfully, the prices on these things have come way down from where they were years ago. I mean, back when you had the Vive, the the initial headset, how much was that? I feel like it was 1500 bucks. I could be wrong. It was I mean, it was up there, man. It was either 1000 or 1500. I mean, 
remember I bought it. And it came on my birthday when it came in. Um, looking it up now. Original price. Oh, seven ninety nine. Is that right? I don't know. It just doesn't sound right. I feel like it was so much more expensive. And that's yeah. where are you seeing that? You know what I found? So the quick Google search there's a website called Road to VR. And it says yeah. the, the HTC Vive costs seven ninety nine and it ships on April first, which is right around that time. So that that's it. That must be it. Wow. So April first, what year? Must have been twenty seventeen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen. So seven ninety nine. Hold on. We gotta we gotta adjust this for inflation. Yep. <laughs> I thought that's what you were doing. <laughs> so in today's dollars, it's one thousand three dollars. Yep. So it's the price of an index now. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, we've come so far since then, right? So like with the Quest Two, um, it's a four hundred dollar headset that to me you can throw that thing on and we talk about the screen door effect. You don't have as much of a screen door effect on this thing as you did on the original Vive. No way. Not even close. And that's massive. Yeah. And I enjoyed the Vive. I love that thing. I thought it was amazing hardware for its time. Um, this, I would say, is like on par with that or better. You know, and the fact that you can get in at $400 is big. I think that we're in the, that kind of like awkward growing phase or growing stage with this stuff where... The tech is there. We're starting to see some advancement and improvements. I think it's going to be the next iteration. It's going to be the one that really they're able to hit that price point, have the tech that checks all the boxes, and is really just kind of like that that one that tips the scales a little bit. Yeah, I think we're at that inflection point. I would agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I again, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I am torn. I'm, I'm trying to convince myself that I'm not, but I... I think I am a little bit. I just need to spend some more time with it, like I said. Yeah, and this makes me concerned that it's going back. I know. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like steer it that way. I I guess I'm trying to figure that it sucks because and you know how it goes. It's like you buy the headset, <laughs> you buy all the accessories, you do this and that, you finally get everything to where you want it to be to have like the best experience, and then it's like, all right, why am I not having the best experience yet? <laughs> <laughs> I read well, it. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. If it's any consolation, the Steam Spring Sale starts Thursday. Oh, does it? And yeah, and Alex will be on sale. Oh, dude, see? That's how you keep me around. I love this thing. <laughs> um I read a comment on Reddit. I think it was last night or this morning. Um somebody was selling their Steam Deck and in the post, he said, he's like, hey, selling my Steam Deck. I've had it for a couple weeks. I kind of realized that I just enjoy the process of setting things up more than I do actually playing. I was like, oh, man, <laughs> I feel that deep in my core. <laughs> that's me to a T. I guess there's more than just Dude. me out there like that. Oh, 100%. That's the same thing as me buying this rig with all this stuff and I'm just playing Counter-Strike. <laughs> you know right, I mean? right. It's the same thing. But I think Same like this will be good. I, I think this is going to be like a big anchor for you because you've got the PC made. It's the dream PC. There's really nothing wrong with it. You'll figure out the Bluetooth thing. Uh, this, oh, isn't, yeah. this isn't going to be a PlayStation scenario where it's going back in a couple weeks. No, no. I think I've already figured out the driver situation. I've been doing it in the background during the show. You probably heard the clicks in Discord, but they shouldn't be on the actual mic itself. 
Mm. I think that's all situated now. Um, yep. But yeah, yep. no, it's not going anywhere. I'm, I've asked my wife for assistance to not allow it to go anywhere. So um, team effort now. Yep. Good. Awesome, man. Well, anything else? Uh, anything else you wanted to run through? We're coming up on that one hour mark. No, I think you know I'll be gone for the next couple of weeks, or I won't be on the show rather for the next couple of weeks. But um, let's. When I when I'm next on the show, let's do like a, a two week rundown of the Galaxy Fold and kind of what my thoughts are now that I'm actually able to use it. Um, and then again, I need to make a video on the nothing, but stand by for the the two week review of the Galaxy Z Fold Four. Mm, definitely, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, awesome guys. Well, thank you as always for listening. Uh, you can find me in the Discord. I think Jeff, you're in that Discord as well. Anything else you want to throw yep. out there for the people? Add me on Steam. I would say add me on on PS5 or PlayStation Network, but add me on Steam, Jeff F. I'll I need to give you a um, a Steam link code or uh, URL to throw in the show notes. That's what I'll do. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I'm going to be living. Uh, final question before we go: Should people remove you from their PSN friends list? No, because I still have. Freaking <laughs> 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 heaven! I still have PlayStation Now, so True. Uh, PlayStation Plus, which gives me PlayStation Now, so I can. I can still stream games. Fair enough. All right, that works. And The Last of Us is coming out on PC in like two weeks. Yes, so. that's one that's going to be a must-play for you, I hope. You have yes. it on the list. Yep. Good. Um, yep. Awesome. Well, that's another week, another show. We appreciate everybody listening. Um, again, we've got great listenership. I feel like we just crossed maybe something like 350 views. We're getting some traction on YouTube. So just want to say thanks to everybody for listening to the show. We appreciate it. And uh Hope you enjoy listening as much as Jeff and I do talking tech. So um, that's all for this week. We will catch up with you soon. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody.